it is extremely humbling to know that we can um, you know evoke emotion in people about the food that we're creating and it's not that's not our intention I guess but far out like you know the, the way that people communicate to me about their passion about what we're doing it's like it blows my mind this is the producers I'm Danny Vallant Steve Robinson grew up on a farm in South Australia but he didn't realise exactly how much the ethics and practices of farm-to-table, made-from-scratch life were imprinted on him until he was a stay-at-home dad in country Victoria making pasta for his young family. Steve's kitchen bench hobby has slowly morphed into one of Australia's premier premium pasta companies. Otway Pasta has a focus on quality ingredients, traditional methods and looking after the people that work there. So my name is Steve Robinson. I own a pasta manufacturing business called Otway Pasta Company. We're located in Colac um, in the Otways region of Victoria. So um, Otway Pasta Company is a pasta manufacturing business. We manufacture fresh pasta, um, we manufacture dried pasta and we've just recently added um, fresh gnocchi to our range, um, and we also do also, we and we also have a range of sauces. I was brought up on a dairy farm in South Australia at a place in a, in a place called Kalangadoo. So Kalangadoo is about thirty k's north of Mount Gambier. Um, so um, I was one of five kids. I'm forty two now. So um, growing up back then, um, my mum made a lot of things at home so you know bread and butter and um all those sorts of things were made at home um so i grew up i guess seeing that and then um you know fast forward 20 odd years i'm then um, have the opportunity opportunity to be a stay-at-home dad as well so naturally um i just sort of moved towards making a lot of food at home as much as i could um and whilst mum never made pasta at home um, we had chooks on a little one-acre block here in Colac, so um, just naturally I was drawn to making pasta. A practical solution for feeding his daughter slowly turned into a pasta obsession, fuelled by curiosity and the pleasure of eating food that's handmade with care and love. But turning hobby into business wasn't an idea that immediately appealed. So what happened, I was making pasta at home with one of those handle ones, you know, where you laminate the pasta and... Um, that was, you know, I remember like spending, you know, a full day doing doing pasta, freezing it, and then it was easy just to grab out of the freezer for a quick um, and delicious, you know, midweek meal. So, um, but then my grandma bought me a little home extruder for as a wedding present, I think, and um, at the, so that didn't last very long. It broke, and I was. Um, I was looking online for another one the same that I could just use as parts, but um, it uh, I didn't find one. But when I was doing that search, um, there was a little commercial machine for sale in Western Australia, and I thought, shit, that's interesting. Because um, I did actually love the pro- I do actually love the process of making pasta, and I thought, oh, this this would be cool. So I rang the lady who had it for sale, um, and she said, yeah, uh, my dad imported it forty or fifty years ago from Italy. Um, you know, it's a great little machine, but he's passed away and we don't need, no one else uses it. So I thought, oh, this, this sounds cool. So I, uh, I said, yep, I'll buy it, $360. Um, and I bought it and it was then had to get it back from Western Australia. So that was, I think it cost me $500 to get it back from Western Australia. Um, 
And then I got it back home, and it was a uh, it was a three phase machine, not a single phase machine. So I didn't have the didn't have the you know three phase at home, obviously. So had to put a little single phase motor on there. But did all that, you know. I think it was ended up costing me about eleven hundred dollars at that point. So um, but that was fine. It was never that wasn't really a problem. It was actually a bit of fun, and we'd have you know have people over, make pasta. You know, it was just a it was it was a fun thing to do for sure. So. Um, I did that, but then what happened, you know, over time, you know, I'd give a bit of pasta away and lots of people said to me over that time, you know, you should sell it, it's great. And I'm like, I'm not doing that, I'm not selling pasta. Um, you know, I had enough, I felt like I had enough to do at home with Catherine and, um, you know, she was probably six months or whatever at that point. But um, so it's like, yeah, you know, you should make it. It's like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. So then um, a friend of mine owned a cafe in Colac called The Farmer's Wife. And Melanie just said to me one day, oh, you know, you should, you can bring your machine down to our shop, our cafe, and you can make pasta there. And then it covered, it covered me from the um, Food Safety Council regulations point of view. So I thought, oh, yeah, we'll just do that. So I did that. And um, we put a bit in her, she had a little deli section there. So we put a bit of pasta in her deli section. I think a couple of chefs from Melbourne got hold of it um, and they gave some, you know, really positive feedback back to, Melanesia, so that was great. Um, but still, like, I wasn't really convinced that that was something I wanted to do, but I certainly loved the process of making the pasta and, you know, also getting that feedback was pretty, pretty cool too. The trajectory of the business tracked alongside Steve's ever-changing parenting responsibilities. As he had more time and headspace, he started to scale up. But I think one thing that I feel I've been very fortunate with and it wasn't by good management but just you know as being a stay-at-home dad and for a good um, part of that time being a single stay-at-home dad I really needed to um, be mindful of making sure I had enough time for Catherine um, you know getting her to kinder and school and all those sorts of things so really what happened was that as Catherine grew up and got into kinder and then you know, got into, you know, four-year-old kinder, which I think was three days, and then started school, pretty much the business just really grew along with with her in a sense. So, um, in you know, then I think in, I don't know exactly the time I know, I think it was 2017, um, I had the opportunity to buy a really nice factory. Um, we went and the real estate agent had contacted me and said, look, Steve, you know, there's this factory in, Hearst Court, you should come have a look. And I knew the factory and I thought, ah, oh, there's no way I can afford um, to purchase this factory. And it was way, 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 way bigger than we needed. At the time, at the same time, I was manufacturing our pasta in a, you know, like I said, in a shed, but it was a fully decked out commercial kitchen, but it was six, uh, three metres by 12 metre room. So this factory was actually 38, is 38 metres by 38 metres. So it was like way, way bigger than we ever thought we'd need. So, but... I went and had a look at it. I thought, you know, this factory would be perfect for us. But, you know, they wanted a lot of money for it and we weren't – I wasn't in the position to do that. Catherine hadn't started school at that point. So, um, you know, just just wasn't a thing. But I said to the agent, I said, look, you know, Anthony McDonald, um, I said to Anthony, look, I'd love it but just out of my price range. So <clears throat> all good. That was sort of where it was left. And then – I think that night or a couple of days later, I was talking to my mum about it and saying, how, how look at this factory and how good it was. And mum said, oh, well, look, you know, let's see if we can work something out. So 
long story, um, but we, mum ended up helping helping me out, and we were able to buy the factory. So, you know, we we moved into the factory, and I think that same week that I moved into the factory, we had about eight new random random stores contact me to say, Steve, we've heard about your pasta, we you know we'd love to stock it. So, just there's been so many random things like that that have come along that. Um, I guess in a lot of ways, like it's just that I felt like, and I certainly it's a little bit different now, but I felt like in the early days and, you know, buying this factory and and all that is that it was just like this, I was being pulled in this direction rather than, you know, pushing hard to get sales and to build the business and whatever. Having had the opportunity or having had the, having Catherine with me really kept me, I kept it, kept it small and kept it under control because I didn't really have the capacity to, to push it. Pasta can seem like a simple product, but there's a lot that goes into it, from sourcing the primary ingredients to caring about the people who make it. There is so much to making pasta and, I mean, there's so much to making lots of different products, but, you know, if I look at pasta, you know, I'm still, I'm here, you know, like I said, it's been nine, nine years and I would still say that I don't really, I haven't got my head around the whole manufacturing process because, you know, there's so many variables and so many things change, um, you know, almost on a daily basis that, you know, you sort of got to flex flex with, I guess. But I don't really know what it is, but, I mean, I can still go out there on the machine, which I do as much as I can, and there is something therapeutic about, you know, watching the pasta come off the die. Um, and I guess, you know, for us and for me personally, you go and you think about, you know, we're producing X amount of packs per day, that's X amount of meals and people are sitting down with their families having the opportunity to enjoy, you know, a great product that not only does it taste good, but, you know, if we can convey to our consumers about what's actually going on behind the scenes here at Upway Pasta Company from the point of view of the eggs, where they're coming from, the wheat, um, all those sort of things. So I guess, you know, you can say that, I don't know. You can eat our pasta guilt-free because you know that, like our values as a business, we're not we're not just sitting here saying it. Like we actually do really give a shit about the farmer, and you know, we do care about where um, you know our wheat's coming from. We do care about our staff. Like um, we've got, I don't know now, um, seven or eight people that work with us. We've got uh, just for instance, Mike Tonkin. Mike is um, an 80, 80 year old guy who um, has been like a godsend for our business because Mike does all the, you know, running around bits and pieces, delivering stuff that we've, you know, if we've, if we've left a delivery off a truck or someone's forgot to order, you know, Mike, we happily go to Melbourne and drop the product off for us. Um, so, you know, got a bit off track there, but so I guess, you know, like the other thing is, and I don't want to bang on too much about this because I feel like I'm um, pumping up my own tyres, but, you know, we as a business, um, you know, where we – obviously have a have a reasonable amount of people that are on machines so you know we offer massages every couple of weeks to our staff um you know we 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 understand that you know they've got families and they've got family commitments as well so we you know where we can we're as flexible as possible around family and and kids and getting kids to school picking kids up from school all those sort of things are all part of what um you know is really important to me i guess personally but then that becomes important to us as a business to be able to um, be accommodating where we can with our team as well. 
cutting corners on ingredients would be great for the bottom line, but it's just not a road Steve wants to travel. It's about flavour and quality, but also about supporting integrity at every step of the supply chain. We buy eggs locally. Those eggs cost me, you know, 40 odd cents. Um, We're using maybe, I don't know, 30, say just for for a number, we're using 30,000 eggs a month. So I can go and buy those, I can go and buy free range eggs, buy the standard free range eggs for 17 cents. So you imagine what me changing over to buying those free range eggs by the standard does to my bottom line. But at the same time, I'm always conscious that if we go down that path, the quality of our product is going to be diminished greatly. So, you know, we have, whilst it's sometimes attractive, we've made that decision that we're not going to go down that path of reducing our input costs or reducing reducing our ingredients costs because then we just, the, the product suffers. And then we don't get the emails from the guys that, you know, that saying how, how much they appreciate our pasta. But I think that that's one side of it. But the other side of it too, which I think is, you know, really important, which I guess a lot of people don't, maybe don't understand. If we go and, if we go and push our egg producer, not, you know, we've got to have it cheaper. We can buy it cheaper here. You know, we want a better price. Well, they may, they may be able to tighten things up and then also give us a better price. And, you know, we're not sitting here saying that we're not, conscious of our costs because we are and we do talk to our growers about that but the same time the more that we push them to especially with the egg production the more that we push those guys from a price point of view the more corners they need to cut and essentially that ends up affecting the chook because they haven't got the resource to do what they need to do to look after, to look after those animals the way they should so you know whilst you know, you can sit here and say, well, Steve, that's not very small business, but it's not necessarily about making the buck at the end of the day. It's about also looking at the whole thing from a holistic approach. Obviously, me growing up on a farm, I understand the pressure of, of farming and the impact that weather and all different things have on the business. If we're going to go and push our, our producers to, you know, best price um, above all else, well, they're going to cut corners and that ends up, you know, then affecting their ability to um, look after their animals as well. When you make pasta, it helps to love pasta. But what is Steve's favourite and what's he most excited about adding to the range? Yeah, so I would say my favourite by far um, is spaghetti. I don't know why I think it's just that, you know, you get a bit more of a, oh, to me anyway, you get a bit more of a, a bit, more, bit more bite just purely because of the shape. Um, so that's for sure would be my favourite. Um, you know, saying that the Noki that we've just just released um, is pretty awesome too. Um, just this morning, like Catherine, obviously has eaten a lot of pasta in her life. So she's this morning I asked her what she wants in her lunch. So she said, oh, you know, she wants Noki. So she's had Noki for breakfast, and she's got Noki in a little thermos um, for lunch. And she says to me all the time, oh, you know the. All my friends are jealous because I get to have pasta or gnocchi or whatever for lunch. So that's pretty cool too. Um, so, yeah, spaghetti is my favourite pasta. You know, we just recently installed a gnocchi line, as I was saying earlier. Um, the, that sort of come about because we've, we've noticed over the years that a lot of gnocchi is being imported into Australia from Italy. Um, there's a brand actually out there that I won't mention their name, but they've got very similar packaging to us. And I know that a truckload of gnocchi is coming in. To Victoria um, under that brand. That's 
um, an Italian brand. And look, it's, I'm not the, the product is really very good. But you know, I'm I'm here a few years ago thinking, well, what? Look, we're in one of the best potato growing areas of Australia, and we're just importing all this gnocchi. If if that, I sort of have a rough idea of what they're bringing in. If we were to produce that gnocchi, we could employ another seven or eight people. But we'd also be using potatoes that are grown here in the Otways. We can deal directly with the farmers, which we do now with our potatoes, especially, or we do with our purple potatoes. We're still working on a supply arrangement with our white potatoes, but the, the white potatoes are Victorian. So if we can deal direct with the farmer, the farmer can make a little money and then we can get them at a reasonable price as well. So, um, you know, to think that all that knocky was coming in and, you know, we, and no one was really thinking about it. Just come in, they buy it. Um, the government, I'm not sure about all that sort of stuff, but they it comes in and it gets sold. So, you know, it's crazy to think that no one is conscious of any of that. So I thought, well, I need to do something about that. So then for us to be producing a product um, that, you know, stops some of that some of that product being imported uh, and it keeps the jobs in Australia, we're buying local potatoes, all those different things, you know, that's really satisfying for us. Um, and we'll keep plugging away. Um, it's a long work in progress, but... Um, you know, that's satisfying for sure that we can actually keep the keep the cash here, keep it in Australia, and um, also you know like obviously supporting our local farmers as well. Enjoying your own product is one thing, but Steve still gets a huge thrill out of hearing how much people love Otway Pasta. You wouldn't believe me if I told you how many emails or messages we get weekly from people about our products, and it still blows me away. I speak to other people about it, and they go far out, you know, like who takes the time to do that? But so many people. So many people do, and I think, like, you know, far out, I can stand here hand on heart. Like, it is extremely humbling to know that we can, um, you know, evoke emotion in people about the food that we're creating. And it's not like, uh, that's not our intention, I guess, but far out. Like, the stuff that I've heard over the years and, um, you know, the, the way that people communicate to me about their passion about what we're doing, it's like it blows my mind. I guess that's, like, all, all other stuff aside, money, commitment, financial pressure, whatever, that I'd do it, I'd almost do it for nothing because to, to get that feedback is um, is awesome. I've actually got a letter here that I got on the 4th of November. This lady um, from Ballarat, I think, had actually written me a handwritten letter <clears throat> and this is how it goes. Dear I Pasta Company, we've been buying your fresh pasta products for some time now as we've found them to be the best alternative to making our to making our own. I used to make our own pasta from scratch. However, as I've got a genetic disease, I abandoned it because in, it was becoming increasingly difficult. Both my daughter and I suffer from the same condition, which frequently robs us of our mobility, independence, finances, and joy. In addition to this, I also suffer from a rare cell disease, which, which causes potentially life-threatening allergies and intolerances to a range of substances. This is another reason why we buy your products over that of your competitors, as they can be trusted to not contain the usual questionable additives, flavours and preservatives. We recently stumbled across your purple potato gnocchi, which was very interesting. It was served with a lemon and parmesan sauce, which not only looked impressive, but tasted amazing. Our hearts and taste buds, thank you, your employees and your families for the time effort spent creating these delectable morsels so we don't have to do so we don't have to make them ourselves you will remain the silent albeit welcome guests at our dinner table our sincere thanks and appreciation jane and angela 
Yeah, so that's like how is that? How how awesome is that to and it gives me a lump in my throat, I'll be honest, that like to like that's that's fucking huge because it's really getting to the core of people's emotions. But like I said before, I, I couldn't give a fuck about the money. Like seriously, this is like if you can if you can invoke that sort of emotion in people, but also give them that gift, which which in actual fact is the gift is, you know, is them you know, purchasing and supporting our brand. That's the gift, you know, far out. You know, for them to feel like we're giving them a gift is amazing. So it's it's gold. Like that's, you know, kill me now, whatever. That's enough. The most satisfying aspects of running Otway Pasta have nothing to do with making money. So what does keep Steve Robinson going? Probably what I love the most about um, the business and what we do now is about... Um, I guess the opportunity to talk to people. I think that, you know, um, like I guess I think I said earlier about I got an email from a guy about a Noki. Now, um, I, I rang David and just had a chat to him yesterday because, you know, far out. Someone goes out of their way to actually email you. I think, you know, certainly to give them a call is, I feel like I said, I think to do myself. But so I gave David a call and I said, look, I really appreciate you giving us the feedback. But um, I guess that those are the sort of things I love about the business is getting getting to talk to consumers and getting to talk to them about what they do with our pasta, the recipes they they have, and the experiences that they have um, when eating our pasta. I think that's that's gold because that's um, you know money can't buy that stuff. It's uh, that's that's the best part of it for sure. The whole um, the whole the, the manufacturing side of things, and I guess the engineering side of things, and becoming more efficient and um, creating a better product. You know, that's always something that is there at the top of my mind and it's something I really enjoy too. So that's, you know, that's cool fun. To be able to, you know, change a little process in the in our factory and to get to get a little bit more efficient and, to, you know, that that's really, that's good. It's very satisfying to be able to do that. We're doing it in excess of 30,000 packs a month. Um, so, you know, I remember saying to mum back when I sort of must have started maybe the first year, I remember saying to mum and she often reminds me if I could, just do 200 packs a week, that would mean I can be at home with Catherine and um, make enough cash to, to, to survive. So, you know, we've certainly surpassed that. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Like I, even now, like I think, you know, I'm here in the office and we've got there's six or seven people out there working, you know, making pasta and packing and different things and you just think far out. How did that happen? What, how did we get to this point? It almost seems like it's just click your fingers and it's, and it's and we're doing what we're doing it's crazy i'm like totally totally humbled and very very extremely grateful that you know those that put the people out there are buying our pasta every week and putting it on their tables it's it's yeah totally blows my mind yeah there are so many elements that go into running a pasta business but what does Steve think is his key to success one thing that i would take away that i think probably has been the key to being successful so to speak in this business is persistence like I was saying before about how you know buying the factory getting divorced you know all that sort of stuff all coming coming at me I guess at that point is I remember just thinking to myself just got to keep going just get up the next day do what you got to do keep plugging away you know you pick up one more store you know um, you know that was kind of the that was kind of the method 
that I used because of my upbringing, because of the experience on the farm, um, that was kind of the method that I just kept kept sticking to. Just, okay, get out of bed, do what you need to do. And it seems sort of real simple, but at the same time, you know, that's, I think, if you look at business um, in general and people in general, the, the key thing is not intelligence or, you know, necessarily opportunity from your parents or whatever it might be. It's like the persistence and the drive just to keep doing it, you know. And I guess um, if I look at why I still have the drive and why I'm still here doing, doing what I'm doing is because, you know, if I'm having a shitty day um, and things are going wrong, you can almost bet your life that I'll get an email from some random person to say, Steve, I bought your pasta yesterday. Got to say, man, it's the best I've ever had. So, you know, you're having a shitty day and then you get a message like that um, from someone. It does, um, it makes it worthwhile. And I guess for us, you know, there is, there's no rocket science in what we do. Um, it's not, you know, I, I don't think that we're necessarily doing anything extraordinary. We're just, instead of focusing on the profit or the, or the cost of our ingredients, we're just focusing on the quality. Otway Pasta is a Victorian success story built on an understanding of ethical supply chains, careful and controlled growth, and valuing the staff that make everything happen. For Steve Robinson, it's not the life he thought he was building, but it's something that brings him and hundreds of others satisfaction every single day. This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Danny Vallant. Stay tuned as we talk to some of Australia's best farmers, makers and growers. Follow us on Instagram at Producers Podcast or contact us via deepintheweeds.com.au.